Welcome to Crack the Customer Code, where your hosts, Jeannie and Adam, unlock the secrets to keeping your customers happy and coming back for more. So, Jeannie. Yes, Adam. We have word of mouth and we have word of mouse. And we've been talking a lot about that for a few years, but I want to ask you a question. Is word of mouse starting to decline in importance? Has it reached its heyday, its peak, its nadir? Are we at the top? Let's, first of all, we have to, you can't just throw out word of mouse (laughs) and expect everybody to know what that is, because it could be, you know, that could be, is Mickey Mouse telling people what to do? And everyone still listens to that. So let's be clear. (laughs) It's not that. No, he doesn't talk, but that's a whole other thing. Um, Or no, he does, right? He talks, right? The only one who talks. I I don't know. Um, know. I'm Uh, failing. I'm failing my Disney knowledge. But I think. You know, word of mouth is this idea that people go online and they give reviews and all that stuff. So that's what we're talking about. It's word of mouth um, online. There we go. Can we just make it easy? Right. There we go. There <laughs> okay. we go. Um, I personally think that uh, it's not waning. I think that we are becoming like anything. It's evolving. We're becoming a little more sophisticated as both the consumers of the information and also as the people who provide the information. Um, but I think there's, there are challenges for sure in, in the evolution of word of mouse. I'm just going to say it a bunch word of mouse. You like saying that? (laughs) Well, um, we may have to come back to, we're becoming more sophisticated at another time. Um, but let's talk about whether people trust reviews and trust them as much as they used to. And, is the market being sort of saturated as the market being deter- uh, basically, I don't know what the word was uh, deteriorated, I guess, uh, because of bad actors, because they just had an article and we, we should note that the company vigorously denies us, but uh, you know, it just came out recently in the news uh, that a company did a study in that according to them, a third of TripAdvisor reviews are fake. Yeah. Which is pretty shocking. A so third. many of us do, rely on that right now and the trip advisor says absolutely not we know their methodology we don't believe in it we're the experts in spotting fake reviews and so forth so let's make sure that's very clear uh but i think we whether it's a third whether it's a lot i think we do know that there is a marketplace for fake reviews across all platforms we know that from what we do mm-hmm. um people are more and more suspect of fake reviews right right uh, and the question is, are we starting, is it starting to chip away at the trust people have in Yelp and Google reviews and TripAdvisor and all of these different platforms? Even Amazon is struggling with this because even when they say you must make this purchase, there's this whole crazy thing happening where uh, kind of review farms are popping up and they're making these small purchases off Amazon, but they're not they're sending them to random people. Have you ever seen these people get, they get on the news. They're like, yeah, I got a back scratcher in the mail. (laughs) I got these weird things (laughs) because um, it's easier to send in the U S and then it becomes a more quote unquote valid review. Um, So I do think there's, there's a challenge here because we are starting to see the results of those bad actors, as you point out, who are gaming the system. 
And they are gaming the system to the detriment of all of us who do trust reviews, who go there for resource. So I think I personally think two things are going to happen. One, we are going to get more sophisticated, both as the consumers of the information and the companies that post these reviews will start really understanding um, more and more about how to spot these reviews. Will some slip through? Absolutely. They absolutely will. The other thing that I think is going to happen is already happening in some ways where we're going to become more um, curated in the reviews that we trust. For instance, instead of going on Amazon directly and saying, hey, what what is this like? We might do that first, but then we're going to take that one step further and go to our curated group who understands those products, um, like a user group, or we might go to our community of you know, fellow parents in the school district and say, this is the backpack that was recommended. Has anyone personally ex- used this and does it last through the school year? And so we're, I mean, honestly, these are things that we are going to start doing because we need to trust our our information. And one of the ways we do that is by curating our own community of, of reviewers. And so I think that there's going to be this morphing of both this somewhat hyper-local mentality, as well as the the big guys out there figuring this out more for us on our behalf. But I don't think it's going to go away. I don't think that... Well, I never said that. The question is, is it declining in importance? And I think you just answered yes, because you basically just said, we're going to have a secondary check because we don't truly mm-hmm. trust the online reviews. Well, I... I mean, that's sort of what you're saying, yeah, right? We're, I'm going to double check with the people that I know I can trust. And I think that's already happening, don't you? That always that, happens. Yeah. Right. But and I first think- of all, and if you are looking on Amazon and you see all the reviews for Be Your Customer's Hero, do know they're all legitimate and they're all correct and you can buy with confidence. Sorry, <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> Uh, even if you don't don't trust other reviews, go ahead and trust those. Trust um, those because Jeannie is one of them. That's right. That's right. And, she's on, and if anything, that tells you how good the book is because you think Jeannie wanted to leave a nice review for me? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it's legitimate. It's authentic. Um, and, and nobody actually reads the reviews. Anyways, they just look at the stars. That's what really Oh, matters. I don't know about that. But the... Actually... That's uh, there are stats, believe it or not. Star rating is the number one factor used. Huh. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, one of the things that I think is true, no matter the era of humanity or the tools that we are using or the media that is available to that generation, is that you do have to learn <laughs> when something's too good to be true. Um, and I think people will continue to do that. Now, the good thing about when online reviews work is when something, you know, is promoted or maybe it has some bad actors who start that review process and say, this is great. And then all it takes is a few regular folks who actually use the product or go to the resort or whatever, who come back and say, yeah, not so great. (laughs) And here's why. And so there is a checks and balances that is supposed to happen that I think we should also be kind of embracing as well. But the it's challenging. I mean, there's no doubt it's challenging because the fakers are getting more sophisticated about how they're faking as well. So we're always going to be chasing each other in this mouth well, the, I mean, wheel, if you will. 
Well, it's like corruption, right? If there's a little corruption, okay, you just deal with it when you see it. But if there's systemic corruption, it's a really big problem for society mm-hmm. and world and wherever you live. So that's the question is, you know, we all, we all know there's fake reviews. That's no, you know, news flash at 11, right? That's not new. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a third true? And they obviously deny it, but I mean, that is That's, okay. I can't trust the platform anymore. Right. right? But What's here, the point? If one out of every three reviews is fake, so to speak, right. then I can't, and, and I'm not just picking on TripAdvisor, you know, if this is, if those types of numbers are true across the different sites, mm-hmm. then what is <laughs> uh, the usefulness of these platforms? Well, I think that even let's take. And it's a hypothetical. I'm not saying it is true. First of all, right? Just, you know, having an open discussion about okay, well, what is it? Because it's it's so much a part of how we focus now. So, let's take that TripAdvisor example and assume that it that what the report said is true. What I think of as a real life user of TripAdvisor, I think, well, what did the other two thirds say? Like, are they all saying the same thing, and they just have more of them? Or is it that two thirds say this is the worst place ever and one third is giving glowing reviews because that you can't game the system that much. Like it, well, that's only if, yeah, but that's only if the that's only if the consensus of opinion is so extreme in one direction. Right. That, that's true. <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah. Right. Because there's usually a spread. Yeah. But the question is, is, is the three and a half now four and a half? Because we right. that's a big difference in what we think of something. That's true. That's right? true. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, I'm not sure. I think the, um, you know, I th- we have some somewhere to go on this, but I also think that I I feel like it's not just reviews where we're doing that second check, where we're relying on our curated communities. That's happening in a lot of different areas where before, you know, we were happy to connect with everybody across the world on Facebook. And now people are realizing, oh, it's better if I just kind of keep my circle smaller and only connect in a meaningful way. And so I think we're all learning this as we go and we're trying to experiment. And I think the review thing is is part of that. We're going to start relying on reviews in maybe a different way than we have in the past. But I again, I also think we're going to see improvements on blocking these from happening and then having some recourse when they do happen. Um, that's what these companies really have to get on is figuring out what is the recourse here so that they don't just post it tomorrow under a different name. You know, <laughs> like that's right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's, it's whack-a-mole as far as that yeah, goes. It it's, quite, it's just, it's a percentage game, right? Yeah. If it's 3%, that's one thing. If it's a third, it's another. Right. And that's, you know, I think where it gets into the challenge. So it was, it was just an interesting thought. It is, uh, you know, to, it's an interesting, like, if this is true, that really does change things a lot. Right. And to your point, you know, we, we already have these secondary sort of checks. I mean, one thing you, you and I are in a number of Facebook groups together where people, that's where they go. Right. Like, what do you use for a text messaging service after you speak? What do you, right. you know, all these kind of tech questions, because you get really, especially if you're in a good group, you get some really good answers about not just uh, what they use, but why they use it and how they use it. Mm-hmm. And you're hearing from people that you know are in a similar situation from you because whatever group you're in is you know, probably an affinity group of yours. Right. Well, like and that's be- that's what I'm saying. Like that's a curated community. Yeah, and 100%. That, right. That's exactly it, is that we are 
going to look for more information and different information from our community. And we're also going to use it to confirm what we think we know based on reviews or find out is, is this right? Um, so so I, Jeannie's answer is word of mouth is declining. Yes. <laughs> now you're trying to make this like, you know, yes cross or no, fire. it's crossfire. <laughs> yes or no. Do you, <laughs> where do you stand? Jeannie? <laughs> yes. And no. And maybe and no, and there's maybe. some gray area. I'm, I'm a big gray area person. I really am. Nuance. It's all about nuance. I agree. Well, I, I would say this. I, I think that the things you're saying are because it's just a little less trusted than it used to mm -hmm. be. To me, yeah. not, not, it's not, go, you think Yelp and Google, no, none of this is going away. None of this is not going to be important. If you run a small business or manage customer experience or marketing or PR, it will all still be, it's incredibly important. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for consumers, I do feel like, you know, this is not the first news story like this. I mean, the third is very startling, but uh, it's certainly not the biggest, you know, uh, the, the first big news story about, oh, wow, there is rampant review fraud. Right on X and Y and Z, so yeah, I I think I I, I do think it's a the the golden age. <laughs> mm -hmm. If it was ever a golden age, it might be a little bit over. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think but, that uh, it's evolving. Like, I think all of our online kind of communities, all of our online uh, relationships, and all of the tools we use are also evolving, and so. This is part of that evolution as well. So I think we have to, you know, we have to look at what builds trust every single day with our customers. And that's how you, this is part of that is really understanding what part of this is legitimate. What can we do about it? How can we be transparent? All of those things add up to trust. And so it, it amplifies the need for that as well. 100%. And you know what builds trust with our audience, Jeannie? Knowing when to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing when the episodes run its course. So take us away. Thank you very much for listening to us at Crack the Customer Code. And please, if you haven't yet already, you know what? We would love a legitimate review. <laughs> we would yes. love an authentic, <laughs> honest review and rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you haven't yet subscribed, while you're there, please press that button. Make sure you're subscribed so you get all of our newly released episodes and so much more. Crack the Customer Code is a proud member of C-Suite Radio, so be sure to check out all the great business content at csuiteradio.com. I really appreciate you being here. Adam really appreciates you being here. I am Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our trademarked customer experience investigation process training, speaking, writing, etc. More at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Tapork, and you can review me personally at customersitstick.com. <laughs> we've got customer service workshops. We've got training. We've got keynote speaking. we got all kinds of good stuff, so come check it out. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.